Welcome to the 222nd episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today we are recording on March 3rd, 2021. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and 50% of this here show with me is the man who's got more wigs than a drag queen supply shop, Carlos Rodella. That's me. I'm the wig master. Some people you call are. me wig master. Some people call you Maurice, the space <laughs> nice. cowboy. You've also got a, probably a pretty healthy amount of mustaches too, don't you? Yeah, I'm starting up my mustache beard collection right now. And if people are wondering what that means and why I am the wig master, it's because I do a lot of comedy sketches. And uh, shameless plug at the beginning of the show, youtube.com slash a lot of things. But yeah. Shame. Oh, well, and I'm on TikTok, too, but we can get into that at the end of the show. Yeah, I have so many. And today, I started buying puppets. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Which is your, a... Your house is going to be this weird like collection <laughs> of like bits and bobs. If you turn the lights down low, it would probably be quite frightening to walk it, through there. It's going to be either Five Nights at Freddy's or also Pee-wee's Playhouse, essentially. Very soon. Five. Thirty minutes at Carlos's. That's the that's the new indie jam coming soon. By the way, near you. did you see Willy's Wonderland? I talked about it recently on another podcast. No, you podcast cheater. I saw the trailer, and I bet my son would be one hundred percent down to watch that because he really is into the whole Five Nights at Freddy's thing. Uh, I just kind of forgot about it, and I don't. I I, I kind of wanted to view it first to make sure that it wasn't too over the top. Uh, how was it? Was it like super gory or was it just silly or how was it? it the only gore is in really the kind of um, animatronic like fake blood. But uh -huh. there is a sex scene in it, which is weird. It kind of harkens back to like the 90s horror movies. Um, and then or even just like just bad horror movies in general. But I really liked it. And it's more like a cult film. And it's okay. short and it's weird. And it goes into the like horror tropes for a little bit. Uh, like I said, with that sex scene or a couple of things. But then after that, it, it's just not what you expect. Like, it's not like it's not what you expect. So, so for people who don't know what we're talking about, we probably should have said this at the beginning. I apologize. Right. Is, what is it? Willie's Wonderland? Yeah, it's Nicolas Cage plays a uh, I can say this. I think this is helpful. He plays a person who gets trapped in a small town and there's a like a Chuck E. Cheese's type place or a place that would have the animatronics at Five Nights at Freddy's. And it's been closed down, and it's just kind of creepy and eerie, and I won't give any spoilers. <clears throat> but he's a character, and the whole movie, he doesn't talk. But he's this kind of stoic. Nicolas Cage doesn't talk through the whole yeah, movie? Yeah, he's a stoic Nicolas Cage. And that very... is, how do you have Nicolas Cage who doesn't talk? It's weird. It works perfectly. He's very much a Nicolas Cage character and what he does. But when I tell you what he does, it would spoil the movie. All so right, don't I won't. Spoil it. But that's all you need to know, really, is Nicolas Cage without saying any words, goes to a small town and has to go into a creepy house with Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, that thing's got serious Five Nights at Freddy's vibes. In fact, it's funny, too, because I keep hearing um, whispers about, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's is going to have an official movie and it keeps getting pushed back and delayed and all this stuff. And the fan base is still crazy. Like, all the kids that my son hangs out with still talk about it pretty often, so it's still in the zeitgeist. Um, we did see there was another movie... That came out recently, and I sure as heck don't know what it's called. But there was another knockoff where it was like, again, animatronics. Uh, this was not a pizza place. It was like a, a TV show where all the stuffed animals were animatronics. That mm. was kind of gory. There was a couple parts where I was like, we shouldn't be watching this. But I guess mom's not around. That's okay. Don't tell Don't tell your mom. Nice. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so there's there's definitely a lot of, like, peripheral copycat content for 
FNAF fans, but it's weird that they just haven't done anything on their own yet. So, oh, well, I'll take some Nicolas Cage, though. That's fine. Yeah, and by the way, just so, again, a disclaimer. One, it does have one kind of, it's not gratuitous sex scene, but it's like, you know, it's sex. And sure. then the second one is, um, it's not a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. It's not, you know, licensed by them. And exactly, it's also yeah. a really weird twist on it. Like, it's not what you expect. It's pretty cool. All right. Well, you got my interest peaked. We shall see. Um, so I don't know how we got on that topic, but that's fine. We've got uh, a whole <laughs> lot of games to talk about. And before we get to the games, as usual, this house is a fucking mess. Carlos, it's mm. time to keep some house. Yeah, let's move out these wigs. Uh, move away my mustache. All that big mustaches. Get those fucking mustaches. Looks a like a bunch mustaches. of dead roaches over there. Get that out of here. I had this huge mustache I just got, and I did a Mario sketch with it. And I, I just, saw that. Oh, did you? Okay. It's Mario in the later years, and he's just all depressed, and he aches everywhere. That mustache um, was ridiculous. Folks, <laughs> track that down if you want to see Carlos with a totally ridiculous mustache. It's worth, yeah. it's worth the view. Uh, okay, so a couple things in the house that we can clean up is uh, PlayStation had their state of play. Uh, they did. And it wasn't much. So if you didn't missed it, you can re-catch it on any YouTube channel, etc. But they didn't really say much. It was kind of a chill state of play, uh, just releasing uh, or just kind of talking about new releases coming up. I like that they showed more from Deathloop because I'm very excited about Deathloop. I know you aren't, I think, right? Not super excited. I'm, yeah. I, you know... I'm I am cautious about it because I don't generally like first person games and I generally don't like time loop games. So it's got both of those things. Seems like maybe a double no for me, but we'll see. I'm open. I'm open. Well, it's to just it. because I love their game mechanics that they do. Yeah. Uh, this is the same people who did Dishonored. So um, I always want more Dishonored in my life. And so that's why I'm excited about it. Uh, and then also kind of a couple weird announcements. Final Fantasy seven has a new PS5 version they kept. Uh, talking about that they're going to get you upgraded for free uh so final fantasy 7 remake will get upgraded gra graphics and they showed some of them at state of play they didn't look tremendously better which is interesting it's like it wasn't much um and one thing that i thought was really annoying they were like now the ps5 version of final fantasy 7 remake will have more fog and I was like, that's More exactly, fog. yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I don't want in PS5 games. I feel like so many PS5 games have fog in it now. Like we can do fog. Yeah, we don't, we don't need fog. Fog is something they use to cover up the lack of draw distance back yes, in the PS4. Yes, exactly. Let me ask you a question, dude. I didn't, I did not catch the state of play. I was in the middle of doing some other stuff and I have, I have it open on a tab in my browser, but I just haven't had time to watch it. So I don't know what they showed, but I was hearing a lot of people say, and, and, and this may be wrong, but is the PS5 version, only the one that's going to get the new Yuffie content? Like, there's a whole new bonus chapter with a new character? Yeah. Is, they that, showed... is that confirmed for PS5? It's confirmed for PS5, and I think they didn't say that you have to have <clears throat> PS5, but I think that's what's implied. It was, okay. a, it was a kind of nebulous announcement, but they showed okay. her pop up. That was the next thing. And she has some side content. But again, you know me, Brad. I'm going to be pretty frustrated if... That Yuffie content is something before the ending of the game. I sure hope not, because I'm sure there's a million people out there who have finished the game, and I don't know how many of them will want to replay just to see, like, an extra couple of hours. I mean, I'm sure some will, the hardcore fans will, but I'm like you, dude. If I get to the end of the game and then new stuff comes out, I do not replay that game to see the new stuff at right. all. I won't. They can go to hell. <clears throat> that is, like, absolute garbage. So I have a feeling that's what it is. Because, by the way, Final Fantasy XV, if you remember, released side content DLC, and all that content was before the ending of the game. 
Could so, you access it or not if you had already beat you the could, game? You okay. could, but I'm saying like it was bullshit because it was like before the ending of the story. And like right. main characters were like in different forms. Let's just right, say. Yeah. Right. yeah, that's not cool. If you know you're going to release it later, just make that work somehow otherwise because everybody's going to play your game already and the people who are going to pick up the DLC probably already saw the ending. Don't make it weird. And for me, in a perfect world, they would have announced DLC and they would have said specifically that it's after the game is over, right? Like extra yeah, stuff, yeah. and it has Yuffie and all that stuff. But they didn't, so I think it's going to be weird. And then also they released a mobile, they're releasing a mobile battle royale game, which everybody made fun of, which doesn't Ugh. make any sense. Um, and no one understands why that happened. And I they know. also said they're releasing a Final Fantasy VII game, <laughs> but with like old school graphics. And I was I like, I did not hear that. They are. Yeah, I don't. I don't know enough about it. They just showed graphics that look like old school PlayStation. And I was like, what are they doing? Oh, my God. No, thank you. And then the other one that was, uh, was it Kena? I, I should have done my homework. What's that oh, one? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking I think it's called Kena. Yes, K-E-N-A, I'm pretty sure. That looks so good. And they just kind of showed an update and more gameplay of that. It's not for, like, another few months probably come out. But, wow, that looked really good. Uh, but other than that, just a few other games, some updates, but nothing, nothing more, really. Nothing huge. Cool. Well, I, I'll go track uh, track down a list and see what I uh, see what I missed. Uh, but yeah, I, I just didn't have time. Sometimes you just don't have time to keep up with the news. But uh, I trust you and other folks out there to keep me posted. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, if you find something you remember uh, that when you watch it, <clears throat> bring it to next episode. Um, so the other thing is, I, I started watching this uh, playing with power documentary on Crackle, which is a story of Nintendo. And uh, I remember the trailer, and I saw it a while ago, and I was really excited about it. There's a couple things I like about it and a couple things I don't. One, it's done pretty well, and it's like going back to Nintendo's origins of making trading cards and the fact that they were like a small company just, you know, working in trading cards and then bringing it to the, you know, the, the, the present day. And episode one is out, so I guess it's episodic, and it brings you up to Miyamoto. The, like the birth of Miyamoto. And That's a pretty big jump forward. Yeah, it's an hour, about an hour. So I, I liked it, and I liked, you know, they, they get into the uh, Donkey Kong creation and uh, early cutscenes and stuff like that. So I like that part of it. The other thing I don't like is right now it's only on Crackle, and Crackle has commercials, right? I mean, I was going to say, how is Crackle even still a thing? I barely knew about it to begin with. I haven't heard about it for years until you brought it to the show. I can't believe that they've got more than like three people as their install base. I don't know. I don't know either. I remember for a while people were doing deals exclusively with Crackle. But um, and by the way, if Crackle's listening, hey, I think you're great. If you want to give me some money to help me with my new show, I'm I'm on board for Crackle. Jesus, I am a Crackle. Uh, we are fan. we are currently not sponsored by Crackle. I I would be glad to be sponsored, <laughs> but I they probably don't even have five bucks to. They don't to, have enough money. Our way, yeah. Although the, whatever they did, they they paid for some of the stock. So. Uh, Chris Kohler's in it, by the way, because he's such a nerd for Nintendo. He's got so oh, much Oh, I know Chris Kohler. I did. Yeah. I, I used to work with him real, yep. real briefly. Yeah, nice guy. Uh, anyways, I think people should check it out. So it's cool. The commercials are annoying as hell. And also the commercials, they're like two minutes and 50 seconds of commercials every time they pop up. Ugh. And they play the same commercial back to back. I'm uh, like, who's yeah. your advertising person? You know what That's I mean? That's like when my wife watches whatever cooking channel she watches. It's that exact thing where she'll watch like half the show. Commercials pop up. It's like six commercials in a row. The very next time they take a commercial break, the exact fucking same six oh, commercials. It's so irritating. Good Lord. Yeah. So that thing I hated. But in, in general, it was a fun watch. So I, I still recommend it. It's called Playing With Power. And you go find it on Crackle. Good luck uh, finding Crackle. Yeah, it's on the internet. 
And last thing is uh, Maquette just came out, and it's free on PlayStation if you're yes. a PlayStation subscriber. So it's a puzzle game that looks supposed to be really beautiful. I just downloaded <clears> it today, <throat> and I'll be playing it for next episode. Speaking of which, I was shocked to see that Final Fantasy VII Remake is already up for PS uh, PS uh, Plus owners. I was like, wow, that's a pretty oh, is recent it? game. Yeah, it's a pretty recent game. It's a big game. Uh, and yeah, I'm like, I, I was thinking about maybe buying it on sale, but I held off. And I'm glad that I did because I got it for free. So it's for free on PS Plus right now. Like Final Fantasy VII Remake, the whole thing. Well, and then uh, Maquette, like you just said, is also up there. There's a couple other things. It's a pretty good, pretty good mix this month. Yeah, here's an interesting thing, though. Just like with Xbox Game Pass, if you get Final Fantasy VII Remake now, now you don't have to pay for it, and you play it, and then I'm guessing they did that because they know DLC's coming out. Yeah. They're going to obviously upsell you. But secondly, do you have to buy it? Because at some point it goes away, right? Uh, yeah, it's... No, no, no. If it's on PS Plus, once you add it to your library, it's yours forever, as long as you are a subscriber. So you don't ever have to buy it, but I'm sure... They will make you buy the Yuffie DLC. I mean, right, otherwise, right, you're giving right, this right. game away for nothing. So yeah, so I'm they're sure upselling. They're set. That, yeah. That's a great upsell. And then secondly, though, Xbox Game Pass. Well, like we talked last episode, you do have to buy the fucking game. When yeah, they're on there for like three months or six months. Some of them. I mean, some of the stuff is on there forever, right? Some of it's in the permanent collection, and then a bunch of the stuff on Game Pass rotates through three months, six months, whatever. But yeah, if you like any of that stuff and you're like, you know what, I love this game and I don't want this to ever go away, you can just buy it and they give you a pretty fair discount if you buy it while it's on Game Pass. So yeah, I mean, and, and it's, I mean to be honest, dude, if you love a game and you want to play it, if you can't get through a game in six months or three months, I mean, I mean, I guess you should probably buy it if you like it that much. Yeah. Otherwise, get through it and just move on with your life, you know? Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, that house is uh, kept. It's not that. There's not too much stuff in here, actually. Okay, not too bad. That was a quick cleanup. Sounds good. All right, let's move on to the main content of the show, folks. This is going to be kind of a weird show. We've got a lot of like little bits and bobs. We've got a couple of pretty beefy discussions that are popping up at the end, but we have some other stuff that we got to get through first. So please bear with us as we kind of ramble on for a little bit and get through all these things that we have to check off our list. <laughs> I will start. Wait, before you start, can I yeah. say one thing? Yeah. Um, I think. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm correct here, but you might say that every episode. I don't say that every episode. I really? Every other okay. Episode. Okay. Every, every other, other episode. episode. Yeah, yeah. Because I just remember hearing that going like, I think it's like what we did last week, though, right? <laughs> we I do mean, a few things and then two big, huge things or something. I think it actually did line up nicely with last week's episode, but uh, this we have like a, a, an unusual number of really quickies. Uh, oh, to get I see what you're week. saying. So. Yeah. Okay. We usually have like, you know, one or two quickies and maybe like a medium and then we save the big thing for the end. But like, I just have a bunch of quickies. I feel like you probably got a bunch of quickies too. Got it. You're totally so, right. I'm wrong. Go ahead. I hear what you're saying. Though. I hear what you're saying. All right. <laughs> let me start it off since you just kept the house and did a fine job of it. Must say it looks great in here. I will start off with a game called Half Past Fate Romantic Distancing. Have you heard of this one? No, it's a long name. This is the second in the Half Past Fate, I guess, series. I didn't think it was a series, but... The first game is called Half Past Fate. It is a visual novel uh, slash kind of adventure game, I guess, about people who uh, make different choices and fall in love and, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. I've heard nothing but good things about it. I bought it, haven't played it. And now here is a semi-quasi-sequel, I guess. Um, folks, we've been in COVID lockdown so long that we are now getting games about being in COVID lockdown, and that's exactly what this is. Oh, right. Uh, Romantic distancing. So this is, again, a 2D pixel-based game 
where uh, you play the perspective of both uh, a girl and a guy who meet like maybe like a week before COVID happens, right? So it's normal world. They are the guy's got a problem with his laptop. He goes to like Circuit City or something. The girl is the tech uh, guru who's working there. They meet. They hit it off. They they make a date to go to a concert like the next week, and then COVID. So the game picks up from there, and it's like dudes on his laptop, she's on her laptop, and they kind of go back and forth about, oh man, I hope this is going to be over soon, and yeah, let's get together as soon as this is done, and you know, and then all of a sudden, like you mm. see the clock start ticking forward, ticking forward, ticking forward, and you're like, oh. This is getting kind of real. This is getting a little bit too real for you me. You can't see right now, but I'm virtually shaking my head no. Yeah. I, I, I guess probably a lot of people will feel this game uh, because it is so real. It is so much what so many of us are going through right now. Um, but I will say the writing is real good. Uh, I think that the situation is something we can all relate to. I, I appreciate that they are going through the same questions that we went through. Like, oh, I really want to see you, but I'm scared of getting sick. And um, the guy has like an uncle at home who's really elderly and he's like, I'm really scared of bringing the, the virus home because this is the only family I got left. And the girl is like, I really want to hang out and I really miss you and I want to get like some in-person time. And it's it's real shit, man. It's like real shit that we're all going through, right? I mean, I'm sure you've got to be able to relate to this, Carlos. I am. That's why I will never play this game. <laughs> this is this is horrifying. You know, the, 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 ter- the term too soon too is just soon. playing over and over in my head. But please continue. So I think it's really well done. The graphics look neat. Um, I will say there's one really strange thing, and this is also true of the previous Half Past Fate. It is a 2D game, but there is something fucking weird going on with the graphics. When you're in the overworld, like you're walking in town or you're going to stores or something, your character kind of like bends in a way that I don't think pixels should bend. And it's almost like they're trying to give them some 3D presence in a 2D plane. Hmm. Something about it just doesn't look right to my eye and it wigs me out like i do not care for it i wish they would stop um so i don't i can't describe it any more than that it just it just looks wrong but other than that like the pixels are great i think uh the script is really strong Uh, it's a situation that i think is really real right now so it's interesting that we're getting this the only the only other thing the caveat that i will say this game is really 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 short um it is i think i got through the entire game 90 minutes maybe one hour perhaps it's really short and it's almost like it's almost like a demo for a bigger game except for it's not it's the actual whole game so yeah disappointing that there wasn't more of it and i i get that maybe it would be hard for them to write an ending to that seeing as how in the real world we are still in the middle of the same situation so i get it but at the same time there could have been more choices there could have been more content there could have been a couple more characters i like what i saw like it was all good there just wasn't enough of it and by the time that the game was over, I was like, oh, was, oh, was that it? Like, I was I was totally ready to put, like, five more hours into this game, and it's over. So that was kind of a bummer. But overall, I liked it. If you want a one-hour visual novel experience, that's pretty good. That also touches on real-life shit right now. I think Half Past Fate romantic distancing is, is pretty good. Cool. I will um, not play that, but... yeah. I uh, understand the if it's good writing, that's cool. Like, I'll look at their next game. But I just what you described is exactly the experiences I've had. Yeah. And yeah. like with like actual people like that I was trying to, you know, meet up with. So like that is just it's ugh. Yeah, I feel, maybe I feel yeah, I feel bad now. I'm Let's sorry. Talk about another game. Down, it's dude. okay, oh, it's okay. Maybe play their previous game. Just get regular half past fate. That's got multiple characters. That there came out go. before COVID was a thing. There's no COVID in that, so maybe check that one out. Yeah, so, I will. I will. All right, that is half past fate, romantic distancing. Carlos, let's go over to you. Uh, as you tend to do, you've got a little surprise for myself and the listeners. Uh, you said weird game on the agenda. 
cool. I'm all up for weird games, but I have no idea whatsoever what you're going to talk about. What is this weird surprise game? Oh, my goodness. It's called Seinfeld, the Telltale series. Oh, what? <laughs> no, it's not. Really? It, it is, but it's it's not uh, licensed by them. It's not Telltale game. It's a game by Big Trash Games. Uh, it is it, a bootleg stealing Seinfeld's bootleg. trademark yes, and yeah. stealing Telltale's trademark? Yes, in the same title. And, oh, um, my God. And it's called a Seinfeld Adventure Game, and it's on Itch.io right now. And I think it will probably stay on there. I don't know if it'll get like taken down or whatever, but... I played it, and um, here's the description, by the way. A Seinfeld adventure game by the Mania for the Mania. Play as Jerry in this new exciting adventure game. The game features stunning 3D-type graphics that will blow your mind away. Make your way through a complex dialogue tree with, count them, two different endings. Oh, snap. You said two? Yeah, two. And by the way, in parentheses, it says, take that, Bandersnatch, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> uh, okay, so... It takes like five minutes to play the game okay. and it's literally mapping like, you know, their faces, Jerry's faces, George, all of them on like these terrible 3D models. Is it like their actual like digitized faces? Yes, digitized faces, uh, okay. like on, onto bad 3D models sure. and they don't move really. It's just kind of dialogue trees and but there's audience like applause and stuff and laughter. So oh, when, you, no. when, you, when you pick like things that Jerry should say, like you'll get a laugh or not, you know? So I bring it up because it's short and it's weird. And the two reasons I bring it up is one, it's like at one has a regular ending where it's kind of like you're picking a lot of things Jerry would normally say, right? Like in the show. And, and it felt natural for me to do that the first playthrough because I was like, oh, I'm just going to say all the jokes he would say. It was about pickles on a sandwich or something. And it ends. And I'll spoil this because it's like, again, a five minute game. But it, it like it says like cut and like you know you see behind the scenes of, of the show, and then it ends and I was like oh that's interesting, but I won't spoil the other ending because it's dark. <laughs> it gets really dark with weird music and bad shit happens if you pick the wrong dialogues. And interesting. So I liked that even though I didn't like like what they were saying. It was like really fucking dark and it turns into a different game all of a sudden and i love that shit you know me i'm like all about games evolving and changing uh and surprising me so i like it because it's that it's like a dialogue game that changes drastically if you pick these other choices in the dialogue tree i mean like let's put it this way some of the, the choices are he's swearing like jerry's gotcha. like fuck that gotcha. shit you know and you're like oh wait that's going to make it go really weird, you know? So, uh, and the other reason I like it is because I, I don't, I kind of want to see more ripoffs of, of licenses. <laughs> don't encourage that. We are really? not officially endorsing that here at the Soviet Union. Okay, we're not, we're not, we're not liable for that. We are not liable. Okay. Carlos, I'll cut it out of the pockets if you want me to. <laughs> but what I want to say is, I just enjoy like weird takes on properties that exist already. And like, if you just wait for, like a game company to put out okay so the game company's not going to put out seinfeld right but playing that experience was fun like being like being able to pick the jokes you know what i mean heard of fanfics carlos yeah but that's just uh reading i mean i'm sure there are some 
twine fanfics out there that maybe that would float your boat, man. Maybe there's a... It had graphics, though. It was funny. It was just dark and funny. I don't know. I, again, I'm not saying that people should do anything. No one should ever steal anybody's trademark. We do not endorse that on this show. No, but I, I, I definitely was had fun with this thing. It's weird. All right, check it out, folks. What is the exact title of this game again? Well, we shouldn't tell them now. I feel like it's a, a crime or something. <laughs> You got I got it. I need it for the show notes. What is the exact title? Seinfeld, the Telltale series, which is hilarious to me. They said Telltale in the name. Uh, Seinfeld, is it colon a Telltale series? I don't know. Do I do? <laughs> we don't do That's research. Fine. I'll look at it. That's fine. All right. Thank you for bringing that uh, sketchy material to the show. Did you get it from like a, a pirate website? Where You're you welcome. Question mark. Yeah, no, I got it from like a guy in an alleyway and he was like selling other things. And and it smelled like, like sweat when he took it out of his coat. Oh, it was gross. And he had all these like, watches in his coat, and um, oh, which, by the way, I don't think exists anymore. People <laughs> what who is, do What that. is a watch? Yeah, or guys that sell them in their coats. What is, <laughs> what is a trench coat? No what is a trench, trench coat? coat? Yeah, he sold me this game, and it was like in a, uh, you know, one of those old PC boxes. Oh, yeah, dude. Good stuff. Yeah, I like Good it. Stuff. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Okay, we got a couple more to burn through, and then we'll get to the chunkier stuff here. Uh, we got sent a couple of codes to talk about. Um, I'm guessing you probably didn't spend very much time. I didn't spend a whole lot of time. Let's talk about the first one. It's called Puss, P-U-S-S, with an exclamation point at the end of it. I saw the trailer for this. Totally mental, crazy trailer. I was like, wow, this is this is a thing I just watched. I don't even know what to make about this. So, yeah, I'll check it out. Um, I got to say the reality did not live up to the trailer. Carlos, you want to really quickly describe what what puss is all about uh i guess if, if you I can have to. if it's yeah. possible i by the way i think this had come out a while before on steam and i had it like in my library like or wish oh, list really? or something. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. and i was like because again the artwork in the beginning is like this cat head and you're like oh cat head seems interesting weird over the top like visuals so i remember like being interested but then yeah you gave me the code and i tried it on ps4 and it's just a there's a there's a term that they use, but it's um I forgot the term. But I've heard somebody say it's like an avoidance game. Does that make that's sense? That's it. That sounds right. Yeah, it's like a maze game, but you're just trying not to hit things, you know, and you're trying to get to the end goal, which I don't know how many of those games there are in existence. Probably a lot. Really? I would guess probably a hmm. lot. It felt like a throwback, you know, old school game, you <clears> know. <throat> uh, anyway, so yeah, you're just a cat head and you run around this maze that's kind of always changing. So there's obstacles and you can't hit the obstacles, but you do have health. So it's at least not an instant kill, which I did appreciate. And so you can, you know, get hit a few times. And then if you die, you just go right back to the beginning. It's instant. There's no like loading or saving. And you can just kind of go through until you get to the ending. And there seems to be no point to it. And it's very psychedelic. And I don't recommend this game to anybody who has problems with flashing lights. Oh God, no, no. It's all just lights and craziness. And, it wasn't very fun, and I died a bunch, and I got to the fifth or sixth board, and I found there's no cutscenes or no reason to be doing it. So uh, totally bored, and I didn't understand what it was. <laughs> I just was like, why am I doing this over and over again? I mean, yes to all of that. Yes, and uh, it is absolutely a, um epilepsy trigger game. So please, anybody who has epilepsy or who might think you might have it, do not play this game. It is. It seems like it's designed. I mean, I'm sure it's not, but like, so much flashing, so much weird colors. Like it was very visually overwhelming for me, and I do not have epilepsy. 
Um, so heads up on that, folks. But yeah, you're right. It's a cat head, super psychedelic. It, there's like a really brief cutscene at the beginning of the game where it's like someone's crying for help inside of a TV and like a, cat, a random cat goes inside a TV to help for whatever reason. Yeah, I guess there's that first one. Yeah. yeah, you're doing like the avoidance mazes, which I found really obnoxious. I found that just like not fun at all. Like the pathways are moving back and forth and there's really small windows to get your cat through and doors are closing and opening and things are moving and it's just like you're just trying not to touch anything and everything is aggressively trying to touch you and it's just wasn't really fun. I made it to the first boss and apparently there's like five or six bosses. Wow. Um, stuff opens up. The first boss was like some kind of, uh, oh, it was like a Cerberus where like you go there and you just have to dodge a bunch of stuff and then your cat powers up and he does like these little cat scratch and he like scratches the Cerberus face. I mean, it's funny in a weird random way, but it wasn't fun to play. Like if I was watching a video of this, I'd be like, wow, this is really trippy. I should probably smoke some weed before I watch this or something. Um, and I don't smoke weed, so I wouldn't do that, but that seems like what it's appropriate <laughs> for. But just like playing it was just like really not fun at all. Just like the, I died so many times, really obnoxious kind of gameplay. And it just wasn't interesting enough to keep me in. So that was a pretty hard pass for me. Yeah. I mean, that boss thing sounds like the most interesting thing and I didn't even get to that. So, yeah, yeah, it's I, I kind of was forcing myself to get there because I, I felt like maybe if I got to the end of the first set of boards, maybe there would be something there. And I, I mean, there was it was like satanic cerberus and then five or six more levels opened up after that but i i just didn't want to play anymore so yeah all right that is puss p-u-s-s pos or exclamation point after that uh next one is castle kong this is another one that we got sent to code for uh it is i mean correct me if i'm wrong carlos this is basically like a reskin donkey kong does that seem fair to you yeah but it's not as good oh, it's not oh shit I'm like Snap. throwing shots. No, that's not the terminology. Snap. I'm firing shots. Drinking shots fired. Shots. <laughs> shots, body shots, jello shots. Oh, man. Some kind of shot happened right there, folks. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're not wrong. It is basically, I, I mean, I started, I put this game and tell me if this kind of mirrored your experience. I, I redeemed the code and I'm like, okay, it seems like kind of an arcadey thing. No problem. I start playing it. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is just like Donkey Kong. It's even got Kong in the title. But like it's like you said, not as good, and it's just like a reskin. Like, why would somebody make this? I don't understand. Wait, hold on. So I've I've just thought of something while we we were talking about it. Okay, so this is the first thing that's weird. The very beginning of the game, the uh, you know a little king or something steals yeah. the girl and goes Instead to the top. Of the gorilla, the king steals the girl. The girl. Yeah. yeah, and then it's Donkey Kong, and you have the same kind of move set where you're like literally it's like old school moves. And I was originally going like, why in the world would anybody want to go back to something that was like pretty difficult to control like Donkey Kong was tough you know it was tough yeah, because yeah. uh how it was designed but also just the graphics and limitations of what they were building back then so why would you want to go back you know um and in the very beginning there's like a mini one cutscene, and it shows the king and he says how low can you go yes. now now I want to stress that the original Donkey Kong the monkey shows up and he goes how high can you get now that makes fucking sense because you're going up. So what the fuck does how low can you go mean? Do you See, know? No. So that was one thing that I was confused by as well. Because I seem to recall when I was reading the literature about this game, I thought it was going to be a reverse Donkey Kong where you go down instead of up. Yeah. But the first couple levels that I played was just you going up. And I mean, granted, I, I did not play it for that long. I didn't beat the game by any stretch of the imagination. I played like one or two levels and I'm like, okay, I'm good. But yeah, it, you're just basically doing the same thing. So maybe you eventually start going down later. But I was only going up. 
we could be talking out of our ass because both of us didn't play it long enough. I know, uh, past two boards to, um, to talk about it. And that would be amazing because I love those kind of games where they evolve. And if all of a sudden you start going down, that would be interesting. The only other problem is that I hate the gameplay. Like, it's just like (laughs) the old school style of when you jump and if you fall too far, you die. That can go straight to hell, straight to hell. Because I mean, I just jumped up once, not even like jumping too far, but just jumped up once while I was on a moving platform to get a coin or something and died. And I was like, well, if I can't even do that, then how do you expect me to do like, you know, complex maneuvers and, and avoid stuff? So it was wildly unfun like it was actually more unfun than puss i think because it, you could <laughs> i couldn't play it as well as i could play puss like puss i was like i know what i'm fucking up and where i where i died is my fault but in this one i was like no i should have been fine like that's, yeah. that's yes i know it's donkey kong rules but it's like worse like you know there's a rake there's a rake at some point instead of the hammer you get a rake you know and, it's, it's but, like literally the same thing you grab the weapon you have the weapon for like 10 seconds to get rid of the ghosts, which are there instead of the barrels. I mean, I I mean, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know why anybody would, would do that. I don't know. You know know what I did in the very beginning because it said, how low can you go? I went to the left and the right on the screen. Like I tried to like leave the board to see if you could like get through it or something. And I was like, Oh, that'd be super cool. And no, it was just going. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, maybe it is kind of a frog fraction sort of a thing, but I literally did not play past the second level because I was like, I'm, having negative fun right now so i don't want to keep going so let's just google to see if it's a frog fractions and then we can go back and play it if we'll, it is we'll, we'll update you on the next show if we find anything interesting we're going to move on right now because i don't okay. we've already talked about this game longer than i played this we game, sure so. have yeah uh all right let me throw a couple more at you here here's a here's a cute one it's called paco caravan p-a-c-o caravan i don't know what paco stands for it's all in caps maybe it stands maybe it's an uh you know a contraction for some other thing i don't know what it means but uh, this is, I guess it used to be an iPhone game or a mobile game, and they just brought it to the Switch. You play a little car, and you are in, like, a little parking lot, little driveway area. You cannot stop the car, okay? So, like, the car is constantly in forward motion. This is a top-down, sort of an RC program, sort of a, you know, remote control, like, looking down mm-hmm. uh, from on high perspective. It's not, not a racing game. It's not a, it's not a first-person game. But you're looking down on the car. You're driving around this uh, parking lot area and there's all these little trailers scattered all throughout the parking lot every time you hit a trailer that trailer is added to the back of your car so eventually you're going to have like three trailers six trailers nine trailers ten trailers like the trailers get longer and longer and longer and you have to keep going around and around to collect more trailers but the trick is is that eventually the trailers get so long that you're kind of like doubling back on yourself and so you have to watch out because you're going to crash into your own rear end because you've got so many trailers attached to you, right? It sounds like uh, like the Snake Bus. Snakey or, Bus. Yes. Yeah, Snakey Bus. Or the Limo game. There's like a Limo game where you're like a long thing. I don't know. I have not played the Limo game, but this is basically... I'm glad you brought that up because this is essentially the exact same game as Snakey Bus except for you are a car and you are looking from a top-down perspective instead of a behind-the-car perspective. But right. basically the exact same game on a much smaller scale. I mean, it's colorful... It's cute. I played it for a number of levels. I'm like, okay, this is cool. The car can jump, which is nice. Um, so if you want something that you can pick up and play for like one or two sessions, I thought it was not a bad little thing. Very cute. You know, I, I didn't finish it or anything, but there's also like little uh, challenges in each level, you know, collect all the items and, you know, try to beat your score and all that stuff. So there's replay there if you want that, if you want something bite-sized like that. So I thought it was cute. 
Yeah, it seems cool. It seems like a simple version, of, like a 2D more version of uh, Snakey Bus. Yeah, basically Snakey Bus. Um, the other one I want to talk about really briefly before we get to our Meteor game selections here. Sir Lovelot, or Lovelot, I guess, L-O-V-E-L-O-T. Oh, yeah, uh, I saw this in the PS4 store. Just came out on PS4 Switch. I believe it's probably on Xbox uh, as well. This is a 2D platforming game where you play a knight, uh, and a really teeny tiny knight, and he is trying to get to a tower where there is a Rapunzel-like uh, lady inside the tower. You're in these levels that are full of like spikes and pits and saw blades and all this kind of stuff that's actively trying to kill you. You have to jump, double jump, and dash through these levels. Get a flower first because, you know, you don't want to show up with no gift, right? That's rude. Mm, yeah. So you got to find a flower. And then after you get the flower, you make your way to the tower in each level. And then once you have the flower, the lady lets her hair down. You climb up the hair and then boom, level over. Um, pretty simple, straightforward formula. I think the graphics are pretty cute. Although I will say uh, I this game is like one of those like kind of a super meat boy. It's like really kind of uh, not that brutal, but pretty brutal gameplay. Like there's just a million things that are going to kill you. You got to be really up on your platforming game, which is fine. But I gotta say, I did not, number one, did not like that you can't remap the controls, and there's a dash move that this knight has. I really, really wanted it to be on the far right face button, and it's mapped to the top face button. Ooh, and the I just, top button. Yikes. Ugh, I could not get my hand to do it. Like, I knew it was there. Every time I died, I'm like, fuck, should have hit the other button, but my reflexes have it tuned so that I'm hitting the right button. I, and yeah. I, it's like, you're using like three or four buttons in your game. Please let me remap these. You're not even using all the buttons on the controller, right? Like there's no reason I shouldn't be able to remap these. That was irritating. Number two, the jumping just feels a little bit too heavy or like a little bit too sticky somehow. Like it just, it didn't have that like perfect feel that like all the best platformers have, you know, like super meat boy, feels totally perfectly tuned for what it is. Super Mario brothers feels totally tuned for exactly what it is. Like uh, even Celeste, Celeste, uh, again, a notoriously difficult platformer. It feels perfect when you get in there. Yeah. Like the balance, the weight, the stickiness of it. This game is not perfect. It's not bad, but the jumps just didn't feel natural. Like my brain was like, something's wrong with this. Like there's like a an eighth of a second delay where there shouldn't be an eighth of a second delay. And it just didn't feel that good to play. So, I mean, that's a really high level criticism, right? I mean, talking about an eighth of a second on your jumping, but if you're doing super precision platforming, like every little bit counts and it just didn't have that perfect feel that I feel like a game like this needs to have. So I, I think it's cute. I mean, kind of a fun idea, but I just, if you're going to put me through the ringer like this, it's got to be spot on controls. And I did not feel the controls are spot on. Yeah. That matters the most in these kind of games. And that's yeah. a great example with Celeste. Like that one's, and Celeste also did a great job of, um, options right so like if you Absolutely. wanted to turn things on and off like difficulties and, and time and health and stuff but yeah that one felt great like every single thing you did you knew that you messed up so it wasn't the yeah controls. totally yeah yeah you know and and it's not that i am not you know tough enough for these games or whatever i mean i can play these games i mean i played super meat boy played it all the way through finished it you know played all the marios even celeste i beat it on the the standard settings i didn't turn on any of the accessibility um, so I'm I'm down for a difficult platformer if it's well made. And this one comes really close. I just feel like that jumping is just not quite where it needs to be. So yeah. that was yeah, Sir Lovelot. Played it on the Switch. Seems fine on the Switch. Um, okay, so those are all our rapid fire uh, yays or nays. Let's get on to the juicier stuff. Uh, Carlos, I'm going to let you lead off. Uh, one of the games that was announced, if I'm not mistaken, in that uh, Sony, whatever the presentation, what was it called? The Sony, what's it called? State of Play. State of Play. Thank you. 
Outriders was announced in State of Play, was it not? Not in this one, but in, in a, a, a previous one, I think. All right. Well, I thought yeah. it was announced recently. Anyway, bottom line being, uh, the word got on the street that the Outriders demo was now available for download. This is a game coming from Square Enix. I will let you describe it, but it's one I've had my eye on for a little while. Uh, demo was out. It's on all the major platforms, PC, PS5, Xbox Series. Uh, I'm not sure if it's on PS4 or Xbox One. Probably so. Uh, but I downloaded it, you downloaded it, we both played it, and let's talk about it. Yeah, oh, and by the way, I'm sorry, you're right. I think they just mentioned that the demo was out on the State of Play, uh, this recent one. So There you go, there you uh, go. Yeah, so the demo is out, and you, this is, by the way, one of my favorite things about a demo, and we talked about in the show before, is this one you can play right now, and everything carries over to the, the actual game. Smart move. Smart move, especially for a game like this, which is they're trying to basically build, we've overused the word, but ecosystem of yes. players. And it's a looter shooter, meaning you're going to be in this world trying to get loot, trying to shoot, and you want to stay in there and you want your progress <clears throat> and all your legendaries or items that you found to carry over. They all do. And you can get up to, I think, level eight or nine, I believe. Um, and then at some point, you, you know, stop. But there is uh, plenty to do. And by the way, it comes from People Can Fly. Uh, what's interesting about that is I think they worked on the Bulletstorm game, right? They did. That is correct, yes. And that's the game I mentioned on this show like 10 years after it came out. And I was like, hey, Brad, you hear about this game called Bulletstorm? Uh, I think it's like new. Or it's not new, but I like it. And you're like, yeah, Carlos, we reviewed that a long time ago. It's shit or something. Basically, yes. Yeah, and it isn't like a good game, but it's like it was really fun to play. I remember that. I was like, I really enjoyed the shooting, and I did play it for a long time. But similar to that game, uh, it did kind of wear out its welcome, and I did get bored with uh, that game. And similarly to Outriders. So it is Outriders. <laughs> um, I'm starting to do a lot of like the spoilers at the beginnings of my reviews. Um, Outriders is a looter shooter people are going to call it an action RPG or a looter shooter RPG and you, third person too. It's not first person, third person, third person. But if you see, if you hear someone say, um, it's a something, something RPG, you slap that person. Okay. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired of it. I'm tired of people saying every fucking game under the sun is an RPG just because there's some sort of progression. Exactly. Just, it's bullshit. This is not any sort of an RPG. There's a mass effect type storyline and some, there's some stories in this, but it's not an RPG. Okay, get that out of the way. Um, yeah, it's like a third-person shooter. It feels the gameplay really feels to me like Remnant. Would you Would you agree? Uh, you know, I haven't put a ton of time into Remnant. It's one of the ones that keep me in to come back to, but I think it is kind of similar to that. Yeah, I did play it for a little bit. Yeah, and, and similar to Remnant. Remnant was very much like a Dark Soulsy thing where it was tough as shit. And me, you know, I don't play those types of games yeah. where I just go running for the hills. I'd noped out of that at some point. This one's easier than that in the fact that, you know, you are basically uh, a character who lands on a planet and it has some Mass Effect vibes in the beginning where you're trying to, you know, your whole people is trying to repopulate uh, a planet because you, your Earth got destroyed and you're trying to find somewhere else to live. And again, feeling Mass Effect vibes with the story. And you're a character that you can lightly design. There's not a lot of personalization. Would you say that's correct? Like there's not too much... I think I was disappointed with the how little personalization there was. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, faces a few. And, the, you know, I got my mohawk that I wanted. But and then, you know, there's some dialogue. It's all pretty rough. Um, you immediately start going into missions and the missions 
are basically just waves of enemies, which again, feels like a shooting gallery, uh, kind of like just go in, kill enemies, and then maybe you'll get some cutscene or dialogue. There are side quests, which are cool. Um, and so that allows you to get some more stuff that's just not on the main uh, quest area. But that's basically the game. It's this kind of sci-fi, you're shooting a bunch of things, you have these powers, and maybe you can pick up here and like talk about the powers and if, if you feel like that's enough of a game changer uh, for this game. Because it feels like a lot of other games. Yeah, I mean, I, everything you said, yes. Um, third person, I, it feels really generic to me. Like, it doesn't really stand out in any way. And like you said, it's a third person behind the back shooter. It feels kind of like a low-rent Gears of War. Like, um, the thing that really stood out to me was how squirrely it felt to play. Like, it didn't feel like the characters had weight, and it felt like everybody was running around way too fast, and they just didn't have, like, a good pace or tempo to the combat. It was very much like a shooting gallery, which I didn't like. But at some point during the demo, they're like, oh, yeah, but you're a special kind of person. You're like an altered, I think is what you're called. Yeah, yeah. And then you get these powers, and at that point, you have to choose between four powers, and once you choose one, you cannot go back. And it's like, well, I don't... I don't know what these powers are. I would like to try them out before I choose one. And they're like, well, you can just restart the demo and pick a new one. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going <laughs> to play through all this again just to see if I like this other thing. Yeah. So I picked uh, the, the the fire powers. And it's just like, I mean, there's nothing really special about it. You just get like this special power. I mean, it's just like any other looter shooter or I mean, basically any action game these days where you've got guns, but you've got a special power. So I had guns and then my person could like uh, summon fire like 10 feet in front of me or something. And if you burn the person... It gives you a little bit of life back. So it gives you some encouragement to use the power. But, I mean, basically that was it. I, I, I played it. I did not finish the demo. No way. I was just way too much. I got really bored of it before we finished the demo. It just felt like too fast, too light, too loose. The combat didn't feel engaging. It felt like a cheaper Gears of War. The powers were not interesting enough. And, like, I, I, I got through one mission and then you get back to the base or whatever. And it's like, okay, so pick your pick your instance or something. And I could already see like, there was like three or four different levels of like increasing difficulty to like scale the loot that you were going to get. World and tiers. Like, yeah. The world. Yeah, tiers. yeah. 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 World tiers. And I'm like, no dude, like I don't know. I am not signing up for like this infinite grind. That is just such an obvious grind from the beginning. It's like, I don't right. want to do this. I need more narrative involvement. I want to have more ownership of my character. I do not like that. I couldn't change my character exactly how I wanted. Um, you know, it just, it just felt like, hey, we're making a game as a service and you guys like to shoot stuff, right? So here it is. It's like third person destiny and go for it. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not not feeling yeah. this at all. Dude, this is like, uh, let me talk about the powers real quick because you mentioned your firepower. I picked the tank character. Okay. Because, uh, you know, I'm closest to the, the melee. I'm like, I'm going to sure. just have all the defense. But right now, because I, I'm sure those character classes will evolve, but right now they all feel very similar. And because what they did... Uh, going to talking about the world tier and the games as a service actually is they built the combat to be similar to doom where you have to attack to win so you can't sit back it might look like you had can go and cover and it might feel like gears of war but it isn't because the enemies can break your cover they can send they can flank you instantly and when this is the deep deep cut of why i think this game is flawed they built the combat as a games as a service. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. basically they cheat. The enemies can do whatever the fuck they want. They can grenades. They're all grenades. Like everybody has grenades. So no matter where you are, even on the other side of the map, you're like, Oh, a red a circles around me. What's that mean? Oh, another grenade. So they're forcing you to do close combat. Now that's, 
I would say better than the last Doom game because you don't run out of, out of ammo really, and you do have tons of powers. Mine was uh, I hit I shake the ground when I hit the ground, and then the other one was the coolest power. You pick someone on the map, an enemy, and you just float in the air and then just go to them and they die. And I was like, holy shit, that's cool as hell. But so see, I'm saying they're forcing you and forced us to do combat because then you get health back. The problem is it's also mixed with the, the kind of the enemies who cheat. They kind of do whatever they want and they will always fight you and find you. And I just feel like your, your health goes down so fast. I just uh, I wasn't feeling it, man. I really wasn't feeling it. I did maybe like one and a half missions, and I'm like, I'm going to cross this game off my list, and I don't think I'm ever going to come back to it. It's frustrating because I played it longer than you, and go, to go back to that world tier thing, that is definitely the thing that like will probably – it's frustrating, but I found a way around it. So here's what they do is they keep uh, upgrading the world tier so then the, the enemies get harder, right? But that's because you get better loot. Whatever that loop is, who, who said people want that? I guess that's a thing that people want, not me or you, but <laughs> but I guess that is a thing that people want. But that's in a lot of games, right? We've we've encountered this before. I mean, here's 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 the trick to that, right? Like, the game has to be fun without that loop. Like you, like the quality of the combat, what you're doing, you know, your place in the world, the context of the action. That has to be good without anything else. And if that's not good. Simply playing through something I don't like to get better loot to keep playing something that I don't like doesn't right, work. Right, right. Right. So like so like when you're playing something like Diablo, uh, Diablo three, right? Like we talked about this last episode or the episode before. Like that game feels really good to play. So when you add loot on top of it, you're like, Yes, I want yep. this feels good, so I want to play this even better. It's gonna feel better. But I already like it. Even if there was no loot, I would still like it, right? Or like even something like you know, like Warframe, I just dipped back into Warframe a couple nights ago, and I'm like, yes, this is totally a looter shooter to the next level, to the nth level, the infinite level, but even without the loot, it still feels good to play. So, like, if it doesn't feel good to play, no amount of loot or world tier or instance is going to get me to come back. Right, but on top of that, not even just, like, how it feels, because I did like a couple of the combat things that I did, mm -hmm. the, the, the specials, is the, the I don't want to keep calling it the cheating, but, like, when the enemies do things, what it doesn't feel like it should happen in the world. Like to your example with Diablo, I know exactly what to expect from enemies in Diablo, right? The really, really big tanky ones. I know how to like maneuver around them and I can run away if I need to and save the game. And you know, there's like a bunch of things I can do, but this one is like, no, go in here and you have a good chance you're just gonna lose, you know? Yeah. Or like yeah. there's, there was a boss and he was shooting this fucking flame uh, tornado. And I went all the way back to the beginning of the level and the flame tornado came to the fucking end of the level. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. I'm you not kidding you, dude. I was like not even near him. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, I'm not near the game anymore. <laughs> I was like outside of the game. And you then, like turned the game off. You went home, make a sandwich and the fucking dude, fire tornado shows up. In it your showed up in my kitchen. I was making pizza. It cooked it a little faster. All right. <laughs> Scorched your damn pizza. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, that's where it's wrong. That's actually to your point, right? That's not fun. Like, that's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. I want to say two more things before we leave the game. Uh, the bad dialogue is fucking horrendous. Like, at some point, your main character is so douchey that I wanted to punch him. You know, he's like rude to women. Like, it's you didn't get that far. But he's like, it's fucked up, man. He's like, this girl's like, you say this girl. And, and she's like, thank you for saving me. And he goes, yeah, whatever. I wasn't trying to save you. Like, what, what, okay. do, you want, what do you want from me? And wow. the girl's like, All right. but here's the thing, the kicker. The girl's like, oh, anyways, thanks again, though. 
And like she doesn't even acknowledge that he's a douchebag. Mm. The other thing is that uh, there's this fight going on that, you know, these little scenes that never change in video games. Sure, sure. NPC scenes that I'm like, people, let's just make the NPCs do something different. There's a fight going on and there's these guys in the audience watching the fight. And there's one guy because you have to go back to the hub world all the time and the fight never ends. You know, it's in the hub world. The fight never yeah, ends. And yeah. this one guy just keeps yelling, come on, Gary. Come on, Gary. You can do it, Gary. And then he also says, hit him in the balls. Come on, Gary. Hit him in the balls, Gary. And I was like, just couldn't with anymore. That was just, oh my God. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I I do know. I do know. What I saw from this demo <laughs> was enough to make me completely cross this off my list. It looked interesting in trailers, but once I got my hands on it, did not feel good. I don't want to sign up for like this really obvious like loot, you know, loop. Like I just uh, no, thank you. There's yeah. a million other things to play. I am not going to play this. It did not interest me whatsoever. You know what's unfortunate is the Outriders, and then what was the one that I played where everything's gold, um, all the gold, shiny gold, and it was also a game where you like kind of on PS5. It was yeah, like the, you played melee, the, the melee, the yeah, melee yeah. shooter. But those were like you know standouts in graphics. I thought when they were first showing off the PS5. And now they're like both kind of, you know, womp womps for me. So. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's get all that stuff out of the way. Let's get to the game that I really want to talk about. And I bet yes. you really want to talk about it too. Sorry to make you wait so long, folks. But we got we to gotta get through this stuff or else we're not going to have a freaking show. So we Come got to Come on, Gary. Get to the Come on, real Gary. stuff. Get him in the balls. Get him in the balls, Gary. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's going to be our new tagline for the show. Get mm-hmm. him in the balls, Gary. Uh, days gone, days gone. I talked about it last episode. I must have lit a fire under you because you immediately jumped on it. I'm playing on PS5. I'm assuming you're playing on PS5 as well. Of course you are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wasn't sure what to think of this game. And to quickly recap for anybody who missed last episode, open world game coming from Sony Bend, who are the creators of the Siphon Filter series. Uh, they put you in the shoes of Deacon St. John, who is a... I don't know, kind of a blue collar, sort of a biker dude. Uh, He goes through some stuff. It's a post-apocalypse. There's a bunch of zombies. He's in Oregon, I believe. So he's got a motorcycle that he drives around rural Oregon. Zombies all over the place. You find camps of survivors. You're doing like post-apocalyptic missions and stuff. I heard that this game was trash uh, when it first came out two years ago. And I ignored it because I was not in the mood for more trashy open world games. There's a lot of those out there. But I saw it on sale for like, nine dollars or something ridiculous a while ago and i'm like that's that's a stupid price even if i played it for two hours it would be worth it just to check it out so i bought it forgot about it got the ps5 recently as we all know and i'm like you know what i'm gonna fire this up and just see and i start playing it and i'm like what the hell this game is actually like really good why did people say this was not a good game so i got into it i got pretty sucked into it still playing it now and then i talked to you about it and i sucked you in as well so carlos let's talk about some days gone yeah, you re-sucked me into it, which sounds like I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, maybe don't phrase. put it that way because that's kind of like a after the show discussion sort of a thing. Right, which we don't have, and we're just lying no, when we say that. Never but, gonna happen. But. Um, yeah, I I played it when it first came out. You know me; I buy things immediately. Sure, I have a problem. It's like I just buy every game that I want to play as soon as it comes out at full price. So hey, developers game developers love you. Yeah, game publishers and developers they should just give me stuff at this point, at least free merch or something. But um, I played it early on. Uh, I didn't think it was trash, by the way. And, you know, you can't believe everything you hear. And I think that true, had I- issues. True. But it, it, it still looked good back then. It looks better now playing on PS5, and it's running very smooth. I'm sure we'll both talk about that. 
but I did play it and I did enjoy it. I originally stopped playing it for two main reasons. One, the gas tank, which I talked about last episode. You have but to manage your motorcycle's fuel. That's which true. Which is uh, garbage, and I never want to do it ever again, and I'm, I'm doing it, but we'll <laughs> talk about that. And then the other one was um, it just it seems such a gargantuan game, and it is. It's like 50 hours or something. It's a really, really long game, and I just got – I guess I got tired of the loop. And I was also frustrated with the gas tanks because there really wasn't in the early version of the game, which I think they patched it since, there wasn't much gas around either. So I just kept finding myself getting stuck. My bike was stuck and I had to just run around everywhere. And I, there's zombies never end in this game. So I just felt like I was underpowered. And also, and this is kind of a flash forward of my review now, there's stealth sections in this game. Yes, there are lots of stuff. You've gotten to, yes. And they can go fuck right off because you build your character up, and in this game you have skills, and you do have, you know, upgrades. We won't call it an RPG, but you have upgrades, and you start feeling more badass. You get to the stealth missions, and if you're seen once, you're dead. And I despise those types of things. So all those three was a perfect storm, and I definitely stopped playing it about two years ago. And then your excitement and hearing that some of it might be patched, et cetera, got me back in. And I'm glad I came back in because I'm having a great time. And they did a lot of quality of life things that have made it you know, better to play. Okay, good. Let's talk about this for a second because this is my first time with the game. So I don't know what it was like two years ago. Everybody I talked to like on Twitter or anybody that follows the show was like, oh, that game had major problems when it came out. So I'm glad that I didn't play it at that time. And like, you know, like I always say, in modern times, in our current modern times, the best time to play any game is at least six months after release. So we're coming to it two years after release. It's been thoroughly patched and polished, and anything that's ever going to be done in this game is already done. So yep. this is the best shape it's ever going to be in. Plus, it's running on beefier hardware. So this is my first experience with Days Gone, and i got to say, so far, it's been really excellent experience. But I do want to hear from you, since you went through it in the earlier days... Is it different? Like, is the gas different? Is the stealth different? Is the progression different? Like, is it because you seem like you're having fun, right? And if it was enough for you to quit last time, is it different enough that you think you're going to go to the distance this time? I think I'm going to the distance this time. One, the gas tank. Let's just talk about that. I, I texted you a picture as soon as I started it again that I immediately upgraded my gas tank, uh, yes. w- which I hadn't done the last time. And so that helped a lot. But also, if you look at the map, there's like so many more gas tanks now. Like, really? Okay, yeah, so that's different. Yeah, that's definitely different. And if it isn't, then I don't. I, it can't. It has to be different because I remember being so frustrated that there, I had to like hunt and peck for gas. So okay, yeah, because one little small town area had like ten, you know, places where there was gas. It was holy shit. So that really helped. I mean, you still have to do the act of you know filling up your tank, which I don't like. Sure. Um, and I think that that takes too long too. But whatever. So that wasn't. You know, that was better. And then also, I think. Um, what else was better? I guess load times were much better. Sure. Yeah. And then the PS5, pretty PS5, really quick like, load times. There's pretty much no load. You know, I just like, there is loading. You go to a different section, but uh, they luckily put fast travel in. And so sometimes there are fast travel points, which really help. And again, on a PS5, that's so fast loading those fast travel points. Um, what are the quality of life things? Do I you think- notice the stealth is different this time around? Or are you maybe specking your guy differently this time around? No, I just I just was ready for it. You know what I okay. mean? Okay, so you knew it was coming. This time. I knew it was coming, and I, I knew actually the paths to take for the first few of them. So I knew exactly where to go. Um, so that made it easier, I would say. But also I saw it through 
fresh eyes because you're playing it. Isn't that weird? It's almost like... I mean, like, that excitement can be infectious. I get you. Yeah, because I was like, I never gave this a fair shake. And if he's going to go in now, I should go... Because I did like a lot of it, you know? Um, some of the things I still don't like is the fact that the radio goes all the time. Like, there's a kind of use radio announcements, and you hear them on your bike, or you hear them everywhere. Yeah. Uh, radio Copeland or whatever, you know? Radio Oregon. And I, I just get tired of those. I wish I could just turn on some music. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then Boozer, who's the main guy that you kind of like start the game with. Um, I won't spoil anything because I know pretty far into the story. But, he, you know, he's a constant thing you have to focus on. Yeah. Because early in the game, I think it's okay to say he, he gets kind of hurt and you're kind of like. Yeah, it's like the very first mission. Him. He gets really gravely injured in like the very first thing you do. And then you got to. It seems like you're going to be buddies with him. Like he's going to be your biker buddy at first, but then no. he gets hurt real bad. And then all of a sudden he's got to stay back at camp. So he is somebody that you talk to pretty often on the radio. Yeah. But other than that, like just, just to kind of quick uh, quality life stuff, I don't, besides the loading and the gas tanks, which the gas tanks was a lot for me, I, I don't see a lot different, but I do feel like it just runs super smooth. And I, yeah, I'm just, I'm having a good time with the, the parts that I did like about it. I have to ask you, man, you're the guy who plays all of the open world games. I think you play a lot more open world than I do. I I am very selective, right? But I know you play a lot of them because it's kind of more your jam than mine. So knowing that this game is 50 hours, I mean, that's pretty small compared to something like Valhalla or Odyssey or one of those other comparable open world games. Do you feel like it's more manageable now for you that you've played these other much bigger games or do you still feel like it's a huge game? This is a great, great question because I think we never talked about this in the show. I think the differentiator is... Uh, a Valhalla feels more like an RPG, right? Uh, obviously, my ease games that I'm playing and, you know, uh, these games that take 50 hours that are RPGs, you understand it. There's different mechanics. A game like this, I already know it's going to feel too long. I really do want to finish it, though. So I'll look for all the walkthroughs and try to get through things quickly because I think certain styles of game fit shorter le lengths. Just like a Netflix series or something, or a documentary series. And you're like, well, why are they doing two seasons of that? Or why are they doing this for six parts? They could just do it in one part. I, that's how I feel about this game. I really enjoy it, and I like a lot of the shooting mechanics, and I like how the skill tree works. Uh, doesn't, isn't the skill tree fun? Like It feels, like to me, satisfying. The stuff you get does feel pretty significant every time you get an upgrade. It does feel like they're pretty meaningful. Yeah, you're like, oh, no, I can do this whole other thing, and it's a button press. You know, it's like a different yeah. type of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I really like that, and I like the cutscenes. I like what they're doing with the interesting kind of darker story that's underneath this whole world. But I just, I think, from what people are telling me, I think 40 hours is too long. I would love this to be a 20-hour story. Interesting. I don't know what the critical path is. I mean, I think it's probably possible to only do story missions and ignore a lot of the side content because they don't really tell you this. But when you look at the map, the missions are color coded to tell you whether it's story mission, side mission or time sensitive mission. Um, I had to actually find that out on FAQ because the game never bothers to let you know that. But if you only do like the yellow pips on your map, that's yep. like crit path. Right. So you'll get through the game probably a lot quicker. I don't know what the critical path is, um, but I'm really enjoying it. I'm doing everything. I mean, I, I'm kind of surprised I'm into this right now because I just came off of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is a huge, huge game. I mean, that was like 115 hours of Assassin's Creed Odyssey really enjoyed most of it, not all of it, but most of it. And I wasn't sure I was going to be up for this, but I think that right now with life, coronavirus, the political situation, 
you know, we're all kind of still stuck at home and we're all kind of in this weird gray area. I think that maybe my brain is more open to like doing a big thing like this. And instead of me feeling like, oh, this is a huge game. It's going to take too long to get through. I'm kind of looking at it like, okay, well, this is like my escape where I'm just going to like leave the real world behind for a couple hours. I'm going to just exist here. And it's okay if it takes a long time because it just means I'm kind of like in this world a little bit longer and you get to do what you want to do, right? Like you can take some time to clear out zombie nests. And if you want to do that, or you can go, uh, you know, fight some bandits or whatever, or you can like do the story missions or you can search out hidden stuff. So I kind of appreciate that. It feels like it's, um, it's something that you can really sink into and there's a lot there for you to do and you can do it mostly at your own pace. Uh, and it's just, it's a nice place to go when I feel like I don't want to read about the Republicans anymore. Yeah. And I don't want to hear about COVID one more time. I mean, it kind of says a lot about the world when going to fight feral zombies is more relaxing. It's than more relaxing, news, yeah. Right? Well, because yeah. you have more control over it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like that's exactly. you know. That's why I like RPGs so much, right? It's a very obvious thing. It's like, oh, I'm going to level up. I'm going to achieve this thing, and we might even save the world. You know, um, what you just said brought up to a pro and a con. So the okay. pro is similar to you. I have a great. Uh, escapism with this game, right? Riding that bike, so good. Like it's just real the, good. It's just real the good. first time I played it two years ago it was the same way. It feels great. The weight of the bike feels real. Perfect. Yeah, it feels real. If you good. hit something and it breaks, you have to repair it. That somehow is okay to me. Like I like that's real. You know, it feels good. And he's making the jumps and stuff. And there's some chase uh, scenes in this game where you have to like chase other people, and they don't feel like tacked on. They just feel. They feel fun. I don't know. So I love the escapism of this game. The con is something you mentioned earlier. Yes, the yellow crit path shows up in your story um, missions. But when you go into that mission screen, that's the other reason I noped out back in the day. Because it is a mess. And it still is. It's like, here's seven things you could be doing. And you don't know which one's more important. None of them really are. Like you said, the yellow is a story mission. But some of the other stuff are story stuff, you know, like, yeah, it's like your boozer timeline, boozer, he's got his own timeline, like his whole full things of story quests. And you're like, shouldn't I finish boozer? The main guy started with before I do the one about my wife or something, you know, like, so that really confused me. And it kind of rubbed me the wrong way when I saw it again, because I got a little bit of like, memory from it you know because yeah i don't really like i hate that second camp there's a second camp with this old lady in it and believe me i just i don't like her at all and the way that they run the camp it's just all this drama and i don't want to deal with it not a spoiler just there's another camp and you can do missions for camps i was like i don't want to do that but is something really good gonna come of it you know like is it gonna be a new bike that i get and i couldn't have got it because so the wealth of things to do while positive and escapism, it's also a double-edged sword for me. Because I'm like, oh, I'm paralyzed. What do I do? See, I, I kind of hear what you're saying, right? And I, I I definitely feel some of that. I wish, this is one aspect where I wish the game was a little bit more transparent. Um, like, I don't want it to be, like, so mechanical. Like, hey, here is this mission. If you do this mission, you will exactly get this one gun and you'll get this much money. Because then it kind of, like, takes, like, the narrative weight out of it. But I do think that they should be more clear about whether some missions are time sensitive or not. If some missions will go away, if you do others, like I think they should like prioritize them a little bit more. Yeah, I really like, you know, like I like games where it's like, okay, here are your main missions and these are probably going to advance the story. Right. But then here's these side missions. Do these if you want like side character stories or if you want to level up a little bit. And then like here are the 
you know, busy work missions where there's no story, but you're just doing these to like earn money or to get resources or something. I, w- I wish it was like clear in that sense, because I agree with you. It's like blue mission, yellow mission, purple mission, white mission. I'm like, I don't know what these colors mean. And I'm scared that one of these is going to disappear because I have like gamer OCD. Right. So I don't I, I want to do them if I want to do them, but I don't know which one is the important one to do. And it's all kind of like it is kind of like not really very clear. So I wish it was more transparent in that way. I went to an FAQ and I read a little bit about it. So that helped calm my my anxieties a little bit right where it's like you only have to watch out for the white ones the white ones will disappear everything else will stay there and you can do it at your own pace so as long as you're watching out for the white ones you're fine so i'm like okay that's good i wish they told me that 10 hours ago but that's okay i'm gonna roll with this so that's fine and i gotta say i other things that i really like about this game the motorcycle is great i think the motorcycle is great and my favorite thing about this motorcycle not only does it feel great it's like when you get to the top of the hill and because you're managing your gas you want to use your gas as little as possible so you don't want to be revving your engine constantly. But you get to the top of the hill, you just coast, and like all of a sudden the engine goes quiet because you're your hands off the throttle. You hear the wind whipping past your head, and then you hear like the very quiet like like squeak of the springs, and like the the engine mm. block is like settling a little bit when you're yeah. bouncing up and down a road. And just hearing that wind go by is like so great. And you see zombies up ahead, and like you're coming in quiet because the engine's not revving, so they don't really know that you're coming. And you're just like, just like swoosh past them. And like, man, it's like the, the fucking like best feeling. It's like a little mini game for me, which is not even actually a mini game, but it's like a self-imposed mini game where I'm like, I love like rolling, coasting down a hill. Like it's so fucking fun and it's stupid, but it's fun. And I, I think that part is like really juicy. Do you ever do that? Yeah. Or I don't know if you got this part yet, but or you can do it with any bike, but you can kill the zombies by hitting them. Oh, I've been I've been dodging them because the first time I tried that, one of the zombies jumped at me and yanked me off my bike. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. So, by the way, this is a spoiler, but it's a good spoiler. You can upgrade your uh, the fender part of your bike. Okay. And so then you can actually hit them and not damage your bike or like just damage it a little, but definitely like kill them in one shot. So okay, I'm not I am not to that part yet. I need to still avoid them because they are yanking me off my bike, and that is fucking balls. Yeah. By the way, even with your basic bike though, your first bike, just so you know, for listeners listening, whatever, you can still sometimes kill them. It's like a random thing where like gotcha. they'll just jump you off the bike, which does suck. But lots of times you can hit them in the, with the first bike. Later on, upgrade, and that is another mini game because like hitting zombies with bikes, very fun. Also, another pro tip for anybody and you too, if you're a, more of an RPG, I don't want to use that or invoke that, but uh, type person, you can turn on XP in the options. Oh, to see the numbers creep you'll up. You'll see yeah. the numbers, and I just like that's kind of helpful when you're trying to get to a, the next level of something. So I have actually turned that on. Um, right on. And there were, yeah, I think there were other couple other quality of life stuff in the settings for that kind of thing, you know. There's a pretty good amount of stuff you can tweak in there. I was actually pretty surprised. Um, I will also say that um, the thing that I am trying to get back to, because I had played it for a, quite a while. I can't remember. I'm not to the point where I was yet. You know, I, I got pretty far in the story. But I remember, like, the only thing that's bumming me out is that you are pretty fucking underpowered for a very long time. Like, you don't feel satisfied at all with your abilities, or you shouldn't. Uh, even if you have a lot of guns, you're always running out of ammo. If your your, your melee combat is always tricky, because you could just one shot, you could be fucked. Um, so I don't know how you felt about that, but like, I what sucks is that when I was playing the game, which by the way, my save is gone, and that's why I'm starting it over. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's been so I, long though. You probably forgot all that stuff. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. But and uh, yeah, and I wanted to. But back then, I had like I won't spoil, but I had some really cool abilities 
you know? And I was like coming into camp just clean in house. And I was like, ooh, this is turned into a new game where I feel like badass, which is exciting. That's kind of a, a carrot on the stick for you, right? Like you do get more badass. But in the early game, man, you are fucking weak. I mean, I kind of think it's okay. And I'm I, I think the power progression so far has been good. Like we like we mentioned earlier. Um, you know, when you level up through experience, the levels don't really come that fast. I feel like they they could go a little faster for my taste. It's not terrible, but like, you know, if it feels like the the level ups are there's a pretty good amount of time between them for me. And I feel like I'm, you know, I'm I'm doing good progression, I'm doing a lot of side missions, so I'm not skipping anything. Um but when you do get a, a power up finally, like you get to put a skill point somewhere, every time you do put a skill point somewhere, most of those feel like pretty significant. So when you finally get up a little bit, you're like, yes, I noticed that I feel stronger. I'm surviving longer. This yeah. feels good to me. So that's really good. I like that. But I also do appreciate um, that, you know, like you're a dude in a zombie wasteland. So like, you're not really like Lord of the, of the battle yet. You know, like you've got to be cautious. You can get overwhelmed really easily. You got to really be aware of how much noise you're making because the zombies will home in on you. So I think that part is fine right now. Like, I don't want to play the whole game as being super underpowered. That would be like kind of tiresome. But for right now, where I'm at in the story, I feel like it's fine, and I feel like I am strong enough for how long I've put in. But I am definitely looking forward to, like, you know, getting bigger guns and getting stronger and unlocking some of the powers that I can see are coming up later on the skill tree. I haven't got there yet, but I'm looking forward to those. So I think it's it's fine so far. I think it's exactly what I would expect. And after playing something like, um, you know, like uh, State of Decay or something like that, where you never, ever really kick ass, you just kind of, like... You're always like on the edge of survival. I'm I'm right. kind of okay with that in zombie games too. I mean, give or take. This is not Dead Rising, which is like kind of a fun house filled with zombies. This is definitely more of like a surviving, doing your best to survive, and that's okay. Like that's fine for me. Yeah, um, it does. It does feel like State of Decay. Like uh, it's good you brought that up because it does feel like that. But you do get stronger, and so I think for me, it's just the, I already was there. You know, in my sure to go backwards would probably be pretty painful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, one thing I also really like. Um, about this game is the emergent elements of the gameplay. I didn't realize how big a part that was going to play in the game, but there's actually a lot of emergent stuff that happens. And I didn't really hear anybody talking about it. But like, for example, I was uh, doing a mission today where I was looking for a girl who was lost and I knew like vaguely where she was. So I needed to go to this area and just kind of search, look for clues. Uh, I was inside a house and then I hear all this fucking noise coming from outside the house. Like somebody rode up on a motorcycle and I'm like, oh shit. That's got to be bad news because it might be like a, you know, a bandit group or a marauder or something. Somebody that's going to fuck me up. So I hear this bike roll up outside and I'm getting ready to fight. And then their motorcycle was so fucking loud that it drew in like all the zombies that were in the area. So those people never actually came for me. They got caught up with the zombies that were nearby. So like there's this giant fucking battle happening right outside my front door. And I'm like, I'm like, shh, don't fucking say anything. Just sit yeah. here quietly. And they're killing each other outside the house like guns going off fucking like zombies getting blown away but then guys getting ripped apart like this giant fucking melee happening right in front of me and i was 100 percent not a part of it it had nothing to do with me it was just going down and as soon as everybody killed each other i like i put my head down waited for the zombies to like like bail a little bit they kind of wandered off into the woods went out started like looting all the bodies and got the shit that i needed got some gas for my motorcycle and i'm like yes that was fucking amazing and there's this other this other section that i got to another great example was i was storming this camp um, in this game, there's also there's zombies, there are survivors, there are like religious fanatics, there are people who are like bandits and robbers, and then there's also like the government faction. So there's lots of factions in the area. Um, and I was going to storm one of the bandit camps. I got caught. Somebody spotted me, which I didn't realize they were there. So I start shooting them. 
those bullets attract the attention of like a fucking giant bear that was like yeah, just down yeah. the hill. And I saw the bear like turn our way and I'm like, oh my God, dude, the bears in this game are like huge. I'm like, I'm getting out of here. I roll away. That bear comes straight to the camp. It ignores me. It just rips through like all the marauders that are in that camp. It just like starts killing them all. And I'm like, I'm hiding in a bush, just keeping my head down, waiting for the bear to take him out. The bear eventually dies because there's just too many people. But then instead of me taking on 16 marauders, I ended up taking on three. Yeah. The bear fucking chewed through the rest of them. It was fucking amazing. And it had, it was not scripted. It just happened, which is fucking awesome. I love that so much. I'm glad you brought that up because there's also wolves. Oh, uh, fuck the wolves, dude. Fuck they will fuck the you up bad, and they will find you, and there'll be like three or four of them in a row. And you're They're so quiet, too. If you don't hear them coming, oh, my God. Yeah, well, they're like wolf-like. You know, like, like I don't, like, they're pretty realistic. Back to your point, this game is realistic, you know? Like, yeah. the engine sounds, the emerging gameplay. I love the bears. I love, um, I love the fact that the people that you find can be just fighting zombies. Yeah, um, often, they, often. They can be bad people, or they can be people you want to help. Right. Like, so I went to a town. There's just one guy fighting like six zombies. And uh, I got there too late, by the way. Uh, I, I took out all the Spoilers. zombies. Yeah. I took out all the zombies, but the last zombie was like just ripping his face off or something. And he died. And of course, I looted him immediately, uh, as you do in video games. And yeah, I love those moments. You're right. Like, I think that's what keeps me coming back is that the world they built, fucking cool, man. Like, it's a really yeah. looks great. It's emergent. Um, I just think the biggest problem are those stealth missions. They just don't feel of the same world. Like, why would you ever have to just wait? It reminds me of Werewolf, you know? I mean, mean, some of them are definitely tougher than others. I I think that one thing that is kind of bogus is when you're doing stealth missions against um, the government faction, the government faction has these, like, quote-unquote special suits that make them immune to weaponry, which is, like, not a great great way to do that because, I mean— I guess it would mess up the story if you shot all the government agents and then they wouldn't be able to continue that storyline. I get it. But at the mm. same time, it's pretty unsatisfying to like, you know, you spent the whole game picking people off from the shadows or whatever, or at right. least I have. And then to get here and then all of a sudden these guys are immune. It's not, it's not game breaking by any means, but it's kind of like, uh, okay, whatever. I guess it's, you're forcing me to do this stealth. Well, to what you're just saying, it is game breaking because it's a hazmat suit. It's not even yeah. armor. You know, yeah, if, yeah, that's true. That's true. If you say like, these are military guys and they're armored, your weapons, your puny little pistol doesn't do anything i get it these are fucking hazmat suits they like basically have cloth on so it's bullshit and i call bullshit on it and they can't change it because the game's done you know what i mean but for me that's the one of the things i don't know how many are near the end game but i'll get real pissed if it's like you you could see that happening right like near the end it goes okay here's the end mission for the big surprise but you've got to be stealthy and throw rocks again Sure. Oh, that, distractions. Yeah. I also get flashbacks of Last of Us and why I was so frustrated with throwing rocks and bottles in that game. So, anywho, I still love it. I'm just gonna hope that there's not that much stealth, and we'll both probably. I'm gonna try to crit path it. I know that we just talked about loving the world, but at the same time, I've already been, been down this rude road. Sure, you've already played a big chunk of it. This is like your second time through. Yeah. For sure. So I'm gonna get a little bit closer to the try to get closer to the end quicker than you maybe. I am going to do as much as I can. I'm really enjoying this as being my, my, my quote-unquote escape game, so I'm into it. And I want to say also, before we wrap the show, I do want to give a shout-out to the writing, actually. I One of the things that people bagged on this game about two years ago, uh, or at least that I remember people bagging about, 
was the main character uh, and the story. Like a lot of people are like, oh, this guy's a douche. I don't like him. I don't I don't like what's going on in the story. And I can't get down with this. That's really weird to me um, because I think that this guy, Deacon St. John, he strikes me as a very realistic guy. Like he he is awkward with his emotions. He has he's not inspiring. Like he's not like a natural leader. You know, he's not somebody who's smooth with the ladies. He's just like this guy, right? Like he's this guy who probably worked some shitty job. You know, he knows about motorcycles and that's cool. But like otherwise, maybe he drinks probably too much. And, you know, like he just seems like kind of a real kind of average dude of the kind that I that I know. Like I know people who are exactly like Deacon St. John in real life. I know these guys who like I, I mean, everything about him is really realistic. Like, you know, in one cutscene, somebody tries to hug him and he gets all weird about it. Like he doesn't know how to hug somebody. I mean, he looks awkward and embarrassed. I know guys just like that, you know, like in. He, he trips over his tongue when he's trying to, to like charm somebody. And I know people just like that. And he strikes yeah. me very realistic. Like he is, he's not a perfect hero. He's not, uh, he looks like somebody who's going to grow a lot as a character. And, and even with the time that I've spent with him so far, and I feel like I'm, I'm only, I'm, I don't even know how far I am in the game, but I, I feel like I've still got quite a bit left over. I already feel like he's already grown and changed some from the beginning of the story to now. Like he starts to care about people a little bit more. He starts to think about what he's actually doing, the ramifications of his actions. He just seems like a regular guy in a shitty situation who's doing the best he can. And it all is ringing pretty true to me. So I don't know why people bounced off of this so much. I feel like it's actually pretty well done. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. One, if you want to talk about a douchey character, look at the Outriders. You can look no further than <laughs> Outriders. Now, that's a character you can't get used to or, or like relate to, you know? Not even a um, bit, yeah. But no, this is, and I always, even the first time I played it, I like this character. He's fallible. He's uh, angry. You know, he's frustrated about stuff. He, he has all the reason to be. And I love that, and this is going to be an interesting callback. I love that he actually like pushes back on NPCs when he doesn't want to do something. You know, he's like, yeah. no, yeah. fuck you. He's like, someone steals his bike. He's like, no, you fucking took my bike, you idiot. You know, like, I'm not going to do this for you. And then it's it echoes what the player might be feeling which I think is great and, and hardly ever gets done in games. Well, the callback is to Prey, one of my favorite games of all time, the original Prey. The original Prey, okay. With the Native American. Um, he would see these crazy things like aliens and stuff, and he'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he would say exactly what I was feeling. And there's very few games that do that, especially swearing, which is weird. But like, he would be like, what the fuck is going on in this room? What is up with this alien bullshit? You know, and he would call out shit. I loved it. This is what I feel like at this game. Like when I do a, I get at the mission with that old lady, and she's at this camp, but she's like, "Would you do these things?" And he's like, "I don't want to do your work." Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he literally said, "He's like, I don't want to do your work for you." He's like, "I'm just trying to get the fuck out of here." That's great, man. Game developers, yeah. give us some more relatability like that. I think that's awesome. Yeah, he feels very real. It is very relatable. He seems definitely like somebody that would be a real dude. His responses, his reactions, the stuff he says, his problems, his his like you said, his his fallibilities, I think is a good word. He's just he does he does not have all the answers. He's not perfect on everything. He makes some mistakes in the gameplay and then he regrets it afterwards. But I mean, it's all human shit. Like anybody in his position would probably do the same thing and no one's perfect. And I, I really appreciate that, Ben. I I'm actually really growing to like Deacon St. John quite a bit. And I'm I really kind of want to go back to some of those reviews back then and be like, okay, so what were people upset about? Because they may have patched the game and added more gas here and there, but I doubt they would have rewritten the script. I mean, oh, they not... didn't. No, no, no. That's that's him. That's how he sounded. Okay, so yeah. I mean, I'm guessing he's probably the same now as he was back then, so I don't understand why people were not down with him. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I think um, 
it's the right game for me at the right time, and I really like what Sony Bend is doing. Uh, I, I was a fan of them since their latter Siphon Filter games. I am kind of kicking myself that I waited this long, but at the same time, it sounds like I'm seeing this game at its absolute best, which is great because I'm really enjoying it, and I just, I'm having a blast so far. Yeah, I'll say two more things real quick before we go. Uh, yeah. One, to that uh, dialogue point, the other thing they do really well that I would love developers to do more is while he's being relatable and saying things that I feel like I would say, he says dialogue in the game, not just cutscenes. Oh, yeah. Oh, which yeah. I love. He'll like go to a place where like there's all this gross stuff similar to Prey. And he'll be like, what the fuck is going on back here? You know? Yeah. He'll be like, why are there's body parts? What the fuck, bro? My favorite is when he like gets near his zombie nest and he's like, oh, God, I can smell it. Like, yeah, he, he just... never. Yeah. That doesn't get <laughs> yeah. old. It's for yeah, some it's reason. It's pretty funny. Yeah, he's like, this smells like my ass. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then the other thing is that we didn't mention is that the zombies get stronger at night. They're weaker in the day, but there's more of them in the daytime, uh, which is an interesting di- um, a dynamic. I don't know if you knew that that ex- is. Uh, They've been the way talking it is. about it a little bit. Yeah, I try to go out during the day just because I think I would rather get the weaker ones and have less. Like, more weaker ones than fewer stronger ones so far, but that may change later. But so far, I'm doing a mix of both daytime and nighttime missions, which is in contrast to something like Dying Light, where I fucking did not set foot outside in the nighttime. Right, yeah, it's I was not like, that I am, extreme. No, I am, like, I am like daytime mission in Dying Light. But in this game, it's not really that bad either way. That may change because uh, they just introduced a new type of zombie uh, in the last mission I did, so I'm expecting to see those start to pop up. That may change my play style, but so far, it's... It's an interesting mix whether you're out in the day, whether you're out in the night. It's just it's something interesting no matter what what time of day you're out. Yeah, and then the last thing about zombies, and the last thing I'll say is that the the other thing that they do is interesting, which is I think interesting on the point of technology, but I don't necessarily think it's a a gameplay mechanic that I like. But they have hordes, and oh yeah, man, that's you, a big part of the game, dude. It is a big part of the game, but it kind of isn't. I play longer than you already, and I can mm-hmm. tell you for a fact, and this is a kind of a pro tip for you and the audience, is. They're actually not that big of a deal. There's only like a handful of missions where you have to deal with them. Right. Uh, this might be a newsflash to you. Uh, like main story missions where you have to go near them or do something or get something that they're near. For the most part, you don't ever have to deal with them. And fun other fact, you can just run away from them. Like in the trailers of the of the <laughs> beginning when they showed this game, they'd show like a, a cutscene, which is one of the main story scenes where you have to you know, go in somewhere near them, right? This huge horde comes out and he's like running and you're like, oh my goodness, attention for this scene. Well, they don't tell you, they don't finish that scene, but you could just run away. <laughs> like, you don't, you just like leave, you know? And like- As long as you don't run out of stamina, which has happened to me a couple of times. Right, and I hate that you can't roll when you run out of stamina. Uh, mm-hmm. You no longer can roll. But even while you're running without stamina, lots of times you can outrun zombies because, you know- even the fast ones aren't like, like you said, dying light zombies. I, I would, I would contradict that because I, that is the number one thing that kills me in this game is the hordes because they randomly populate. Like it's, they don't really, really you've been killed it. by hordes more than once. Dude, That's interesting. Several times, several times. Wow. And usually it's because they're randomly populated on the map. Like there will be, an, uh, there's like a finite number of hordes, but they each patrol a certain territory. And you don't really know where they are at first. So sometimes you're just like tuning along on your bike and you round a corner, you come over a hill and you're like, oh my God, there's like 10,000 fucking zombies right here. So if you don't know that they're there, uh, you can get into the shit really quickly. Uh, most, if you're on your bike, you're usually okay. You yeah, if you're on your if bike, you're on you, foot, you can go anywhere. Foot. Yeah, yeah. I have run out of stamina 
and those fuckers chase you down and I just can't get away. Like, and I don't have enough gear to like get them off me, but also because they randomly spawn, sometimes they're right where you need to go. Sometimes they're not. And they, and they roam. Right. So like you look at an area, check it out with your binoculars, or whatever. It looks like it's clear. You go do your thing while you're doing your thing. The horde randomly comes over to where you are. You yeah. come outside. There's like a thousand fucking zombies outside. And you're like, ah, fuck. So I've, I have bumped into hordes on accident more than a couple times and most of the time they kill me so i, I guess do not it, get away from them that often yeah i guess that's based on the spawning right because maybe i've been lucky or whatever but yeah if you're on a bike i guess my point is you don't ever have to deal with them no if you got your bike you're okay yeah and, but i thought like playing the game it would be like oh this game's gonna be all about like a main mechanic but it isn't it's like you know if, yeah if you just randomly get caught in it but it doesn't matter overall i really 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 like this game um I'm going to keep playing it. I'm going to try to crit path and, and we'll talk about it again. I'm sure on the show. Yeah. I'm going to keep playing it. I will not crit path. I'm going to try to do everything. So I'll probably finish it like long after you're done with it, but we'll check in again on this. And so far I give this a big thumbs up. It looks great. Runs great on the PS five. Uh, I just, I'm having a blast with that. I think it's a really good game. Yep. A thumbs up for me. All right, folks, that is it for the show. Uh, but before we go, we'd love to get your questions and comments. Uh, hit us up. So video games podcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at so video games we're also available individually carlos where can people find you this week uh youtube.com slash a lot of things by the time this episode goes up there'll be an update on that about a new show that i'm working on and then uh if you're on tiktok if you're uh, a youngin or my age i'm on tiktok i'm not a youngin at video game sketch on tiktok excellent uh, as for me same as always twitter and instagram b-r-a-d-g-a-l-l-a-w-a-y uh, and that's going to do it for episode 222. Thank you so much for joining us here on the So Many Games podcast. And we'll see you next Friday. But in the meantime, this is bye from Brad. And this is, uh, I'm going to go play some zombie game. Uh, and I'll check you later from Carlos. Oh, man. Terrible. You had nowhere to go with that. Terrible. You had nowhere to go with that. I was like running from zombies and they got me. You ran out of stamina, bro. They caught I you. I ran out of stamina at the end of the episode. Should have took that stamina potion.